Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. One, two, three. is now on ESPN Radio. Anyway, it's now ESPN Radio. A little game for you. I wonder what the game is up to. Do you know the game played basketball at Washington State? I did. Once, once upon a time? I did. You know what? We should do one show of celebrities that were professional yeah. or college athletes. I think it would actually blow a lot of people's for minds sure. of who did what. Master P, baller. For sure. Old, like, baller. Yes, for or, sure. Or guys that were actually good basketball, like, or good athletes at other sports or lesser known. Um, Terrell Owens, really good basketball player. For sure. Like, sick basketball player. So, yeah, uh, the game was nice at one point, just saying. For sure. When I first saw him in concert 2007 at the Wilma, he comes walking out. And he's tall. <laughs> he's 6'8". I'm like, who's yeah. this guy that we Googled? Oh, what's the game's real name? Oh, his name's Jason Taylor. Not that Jason Taylor. but uh, his 99 own, for the Dolphins. His own version of Jason Taylor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Washington State just for a minute in time. And then uh, things went awry. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of bad personal decisions. Uh, but that's how you have a bunch of really good albums. So, <laughs> unfortunately, that's kind of how it goes sometimes. Uh, poor choice equals lots of dollars and fame. Okay. I don't have such luck. Yeah, that's the problem is uh, a lot of times the poor choices don't equal any of the dollars and the fame. But uh, perseverance, uh, always admirable. It's Nuanas now. Welcome back. Uh, Rajim Seabrook hey. kicking it with me. Colter Nuanas here on this Friday. Appreciate you for tuning in. Miss anything in the first hour of the show? You can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by jsholtelaw.com, the M Store where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. Podcast on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. We have some tickets for you. Dirks Bentley coming back to Missoula. They're coming to the Kettle House Amphitheater uh, later on this summer. We got a pair of tickets for you, so stay tuned. Not now, but I'll tell you when. Uh, a little later on here on the show, give you a chance to to win those. Those are going to be pretty coveted, so I don't know. Having decided, he might make you come on the radio and talk to us. Maybe you have to ask us a question or something. Uh, that's coming up here probably about 5.30, so about 20, 25 minutes uh, from now. We talked a little bit about our broad thoughts on the Super Bowl. What do you make of, like afterwards, one of the biggest storylines was, First, the question was, why did the 49ers choose to take the ball first? Then they asked both sides, 
the similar questions like that. The Chiefs, to a man, all their players said, oh, we knew that the overtime rules in the postseason was much different than in the regular season, and we had rehearsed this, we practiced this, we've done all this. The Niners said, pretty much to a man, we didn't know the rules were different. If uh, if we would have, maybe we would have done something, uh, something else. For those that are unaware, in the regular season and overtime in the NFL, whoever gets the ball first, if you score a field goal, the other or you don't score at all, field goal or no score, the other team gets the ball and gets a chance. Then if they score a field goal, the game proceeds. If they score a touchdown, they win. If you get the ball first, though, and you score a touchdown regular season overtime, the game is over. over. The other team does not get the ball. In the postseason, both teams get the ball no matter what happens, score, field goal, or touchdown. So the Niners get a field goal. The Chiefs get the ball back. They score a touchdown. What did you make of all of this? First of all, gather around, children. It's story time. Growing up, my father would ask me a question, and he would ask for a response or an answer. And he said, before you respond, I want you to think about what you're going to say because your response isn't always, your initial reaction isn't always your end response, mm-hmm. right? The dichotomous thinking. So with that being said, he would then further give me a di- another dichotomous train of thought by saying, is it going to be an answer or an excuse? Hmm. How do I swing that back full circle? Is that an answer or an excuse, San Francisco 49ers? Right. Because I don't, I don't, I don't care. You are a multi-million dollar organization, multi-billion dollar organization that has nothing but quote-unquote brains working for them. And you're going to tell me not one person in that organization sat down to say, hey, remember this? Right. Shame on all of you. You should all be fired. You should all be fired. You know what I don't get to say to my boss? (laughs) Right. I I didn't didn't know. know. (laughs) Right. You know what I don't get to say if I go out and have some libations and get into the car to the officer? I didn't know. Right. Totally. You know, you know what I? You know what happens if I make poor choices like the game and I lose my bank account and I lose my kids? I don't get to say I don't know, Judge. So don't tell me you don't know. This is the pinnacle of your sport. For sure, you go in that ill-equipped, you deserve to lose. No disrespect to the 49er fans out there, because this is not a reflection of the fans. This is a fans of the fans' organization or the lack thereof. You don't go into the biggest game of your organization's season and say, I don't know. For sure. It's all retrospective now because, okay, they they lost and it's being spun as that is a part of the reason why they lost. But at the end of the day, like if, you, if you're the Niners, if you just get a touchdown on – in, in overtime, I say just like it's so easy. He gets one of the top defenses. It is when you hit R two and triangle, son. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I thought maybe the the fundamental error within the game, other than the the perceived maybe misinterpretation of the rule, was when he got the ball down inside the five yard line and he got the best running back in the NFL. You got to give him the ball. I mean, this was like shades of. Pete Carroll throwing down on the, the one-yard line. That's what I thought. With, with when he's got Marshawn Lynch, right? I mean, when you got the ball inside the three and you got Christian McCaffrey, you got to run the ball, Kyle Shanahan, right? Dude, what's mud spelled backwards twice? I don't know. Spell it. <laughs> D-U-M, D-U-M. <laughs> dumb, dumb. That's what he is for doing that. Are you kidding me? I, I love it. Well, oh, my gosh. Uh, so I, I have a uh, uh, hypothetical for you. I so, have a hypothetical response. So... 
So you see the the cards right behind you. I got like six NBA legends lined up right there. Uh, oh, I, oh, I can have one. That's your in, question. Which in, one do I want? Including I'll take three, including Patrick Ewing, David Robinson, and Carl Malone are amongst, and Charles Barkley, four guys that are amongst uh, some of the great players of their generation and the great players in the history of the game. And the other two guys in my my collection of six uh, NBA All Stars there are Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson. I specifically want to ask you about the Jordan proxy because I think this is a fascinating one. There's been all this talk about what are the, you know is Brock Purdy good enough for the Niners to win the Super Bowl? What do the Niners need to go, do need to do to get over the top? Niners have been to the conference championship game like five out of the last seven years. They've been to the Super Bowl twice in the last five years. They have Lost not both. they have not won a Super Bowl title. So all this scuttle is what do the Niners need to do to get over the top? What if though? Patrick Mahomes is just the Michael Jordan of his generation, and everybody that's playing at the same time as him is just doomed. That's okay. I'm I'm okay with I that. I mean, you think about it. Like Jordan, or because of Jordan, Malone, Barkley, Ewing, Ewing. These guys don't Miller. have championships because they couldn't beat this one guy. They couldn't Josh beat this Allen. one team. Right. The Bengals. Lamar Jackson. Oh, I know. I love it. Knock, line him up, knock him down. He's whack a mole in him. <laughs> She's like, whack, 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 whack a mole. Yeah, he's, I like that. He is the Jordan, or if he's the Brady of this year, right? Because right? we can now go back in ears and look, and look at that. Like, yes. it's Mahomes. Before him, it was Brady forever. Before Brady, it was. By Joe Montana. Oh, you know this, brother. Yeah. You know this. The thing, the thing about Brady, though, is Brady can always get you to the Final Four. But and in retrospect, we, we glorify Tom Brady so much, and, and that's that it's justified. He's got seven Super Bowl rings, which is nearly twice as many as any other quarterback in NFL history. But it, it, people do forget that Brady lost the conference championship game seven times as well, mm-hmm. right? He just got you there. I mean, 14 conference championship games in 20 seasons with the New England Patriots. This is it's ridiculous. An, it's an insane it's number. insane. But he also did fall short quite often. That's where Patrick Mahomes is so ridiculous. Now we're sitting here looking at Mahomes. He's been in the Final Four every year of his career. He's already been to the Super Bowl three times. He's already won three rings. He's actually been to the Super Bowl four, four times, times and has already won three rings. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't know. I think I think that this run is it's not as good as Tom Brady's total body of work yet, but Mahomes' most recent run is as good as anybody has ever had in a five-year window. Now, I like what you said with the Jordan proxy. Now I'm going to take Jordan and bump it up 20 years. Uh, to me, this is the LeBron proxy. Sure. Right? What I like about Mahomes this year in particular, this was the most LeBron I've ever seen That's Mahomes. Very good. Right? When I, it, I, when I, when I think about um, LeBron outside of the big three that were down in Miami that won the rings there, like when you look at LeBron's body of work with who he got to the championships with, right? J.R. Smith, for real, son? Right. Like, Kevin, for real? Matthew like, Dolovanova. Yeah, who? <laughs> who was that? Like, you, you James know. Jones's corpse. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Mike, Let's go. Mike Miller. Mike Miller. Mike Miller when Mike Miller had no knees left. No knees, ankles, or lower back. My neck and my back. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, just one of those things. And he put those teams on his shoulders with less. This year, Patrick Mahomes did the exact same True. thing. Like, he had, I mean... Th- did the Chiefs lead the league in drops this year? They had to have. They had to have. They had to have. But then for him to, to overcome those deficits, to overcome the Kadarius Tony debacle. Thank you, Giants, for getting rid of him. Cancer Man. removed. Oh, smartest move ever. Dude, this guy. 
nuts. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't want to say that. He might be listening, hanging out in Glendive somewhere. And For sure. There's, there's something very strange going on e- either with him or around him. That's as, uh, I think we could say that. Makes safe. me think of the third track on the Disraeli Gears album from Cream, Strange Brew, baby. <laughs> that, that, that dude's a little out there. <laughs> totally. I, I love what you're saying, though. It's uh, it's interesting because Mahomes certainly did help, uh, help, help carry them there. And so then it, it brings up this, this conundrum if you're the Niners, right? The Niners and a bunch of other teams in the NFL, but specifically the Niners. Go on, it's now ESPN Radio. Thanks to our great friends at Palmer's Drug. Palmer's Drug has this new way to order all your health care supplements. So your vitamin C's, your you know pre-workout, your creatine, your protein, whatever. You go, up, go, to, go to Palmer's Drug website, <laughs> and boom, you can sign up right there, and they can ship it to you right at your door at uh, discount price. It's going to be clean and uh, all sorts of good stuff. So check out Palmer's Drug uh, online. Can we zoom out for a second sure. about, for the Chiefs? I mean, we're talking yes. about the Niners. We're talking about Patrick Mahomes, yeah. but something that I I, I I didn't listen to a lot of post Super Gate uh, Super Bowl stuff because I was waiting to actually like jump into it with sure. you because I yeah. was you know the brother connections back. I what a lot of people aren't talking about um, going back to Tom Brady Spagnola for sure right Let's talk about Spags like Patrick Mahomes is going to do what Patrick Mahomes is going to no do doubt. It's like Jordan get, let him get his forty. Yeah, he's gonna get. He's gonna get his touchdowns. He's gonna, you know, move the chain, so on and so forth. What Spagnola has done in his defensive coordinator position for the Chiefs, and let's go back a few years. The same blueprint he gave the Giants to beat Tom Brady, no doubt, twice. Yes, twice. I mean, Spagnola, in terms of winning at the highest level. Has one of the greatest def- resumes of any defensive coordinator in the history of the league. Period. He's the Bill Belichick of this era. I mean, I, be- I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe that C. Spagnola is the only defensive coordinator to be the D.C. on three different franchises that have won conference, conference titles. And he's won two, he's won, franchi- he's won Super Bowl rings with two different franchises. Yeah, and multiple rings with both of these organizations, <laughs> right. right? So... To me, there was also a different recipe uh, that 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 Kansas City was 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 concocting. Yes, um, the, the the scheming to put Patrick Mahomes in yes. positions yes. to make it look like magic. Like yes. Patrick's going to be Patrick, right? But let's talk about what put what got him into those positions with Spags. No doubt, and Marty Mordowick made such a great point on this. I believe it was last week. Oh, he stole my juice, Marty. <laughs> the a lot of times we look at the, the the easiest thing for the general person to watch while they're watching football yes sir is the quarterback throwing the ball absolutely what happens at the end result of that is it a catch is it an interception is it an incomplete pass is it right you know did the guy drop first it? down touchdown what so the easiest thing for you know the average armchair quarterback to criticize is when the chiefs are dropping passes all over the place right sometimes we make more of that, though, and we forget that there's 20 other guys on the field. So then my brother and I were talking about this part last week. Everybody lives in this fantasy football world when we're talking about the NFL. Yes, and sir. So, and, and so because the Chiefs, you know, they don't have really a brand name running back, although Isaiah Pacheco's rising up the ranks. Uh, dude, he's sweet. Won me my fantasy league across the board this right. year. But they, you know, they get rid of... of, of uh, of Tyreek Hill, right? Yeah. Like, they, they, a lot of their brand-name guys on offense that are part of this fantasy football mentality. Totally. They're gone. 
See ya. But then, the, the, the like, the way that the mainstream media covers this stuff, they don't tell you about how the Chiefs, quietly, while they've had these late first-round draft picks because they've been winning so much these last handful of years, they've drafted lights out. Like, mm. you know, I mean, from George Karloftis to Stud. Justin Reed to Legereus Sneed. Stud. I mean, they literally have... I mean, Sneed is a top-five corner in the league. Their safety pair is as good as anybody in the league. Trent McDuffie's an excellent player in the secondary as well. Dude, Karloftis... Car- Always mispronounce his name. He made three plays in that game. No doubt, he recovered the fumble. What? When George Kittle was That's not paying attention. About. Oh, dude, the Viking. Yeah, totally. So, this is why I'm saying though is that the the mainstream media they want to make it all about Mahomes and the receivers and their catching, and then all of a right. sudden, even gl- Mahomes deserves all the glory, but he's even getting over glorified now. Absolutely, for dragging this bit. team. But guess what? The Chiefs have. One of the three best defenses in the NFL. You just don't know their names because you're everybody you out just there. Just don't know their names. Just concentrating on the guy throwing the football. Well, that and number eighty-seven and old T. Swift yeah, up in the right. booth. That's, no doubt. That, yeah. no doubt. So that's that smoke and mirrors. No doubt. So Actually, Taylor Swift was probably the best thing to have in the speech back Nola this year. Like everyone started <laughs> paying attention to Taylor Swift. Left the defense alone. Galvanized Patrick Mahomes. Another Super Bowl. My kid is happy. I'm paying too much for regalia. <laughs> Two days later, we're getting a Sports Illustrated autograph ball, though. Nice. Let's go. Hey, that's sweet. So this brings us back to into the Niners. Yes, sir. So look at the Niners. They have, what, top five skill players at all three, running back, receiver, and tight end. They have an excellent offensive line anchored by one of the all-time great left tackles in the history of the game in Trent Williams. They got a star-studded defense with, I mean, they got top ten picks across the defensive line, including Two guys bookended it. They were number two overall picks that, one, Nick Bosa is an all-pro. The other, Chase Young, should be an all-pro, given his physical skills. Yeah, two of the best inside linebackers in the league. Fred, Fred Warner and Drew Dre Ridiculous. So, you have as much talent as you could possibly have. If you're comparing, the Chiefs just did this with a no-name but excellent defense and, an, and a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Niners got to the, the break again but they don't have the franchise quarterback, and they have a name-brand defense that's nowhere close to as good as the Chiefs. So where do you pivot, and is it only about the quarterback? Because I don't think it is for the Niners. That's why it's such an interesting, perplexing issue for them going in the offseason. I'm going to liken both of these situations to automobiles, right? If our producer, Andrew, pulls up the, 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 the red and gold, beautiful Ferrari yes. right now, and you pull up, and a 1979 four-speed Volvo. Okay. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> you say, hey, Rajim, go out. And I see this shiny object, the 49ers. But you know what? I can't drive a car like that. Right. Put me in that Volvo, mm-hmm. I'll get you from point A to mm-hmm. point B. Mm-hmm. All the tools in the world, and you can't get over that hump. You make the most of what you have. And you got over that hump. Yeah. Shiny isn't always the best. Having all pros isn't always the best. Sure. Working within your confines, like every other person does on a day-to-day, was that mentality that the Kansas City Chiefs had. They bought the lunchbox. They bought the hard hat. They didn't have the shiny players. We're going to play within our confines. And that's the difference. 
No doubt. I'll take the Volvo of the Maserati. And so much of it falls back on the leadership as well. And I think that's one thing that gets overlooked with the Chiefs as well. Because Andy Reid is a, a stellar head coach, but he's also a selfless leader. You can just tell in the way that he operates. He doesn't want any of the shine. And Mahomes, for all of his bravado and how brash he is, and you know this is what I do, he says that every single game. But you can also tell he's a selfless leader. Why do I know this? Because he's Kermit the Frog. I'm Patrick Mahomes. Right? Most guys are really selfless. He's, he's Kenny Powers from East Down and Down. That's what he really <laughs> yes. sounds like. He sounds like Kermit the Frog to he, me he with does. a little bit he of does. helium. He but, you know, it's he another does. story for another day. So, But the fact that they won every playoff game in a completely different fashion, and it wasn't about him, but it was because he's the one deciding what style we're going to play. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. And then to be ready to then just ball out and go throw for 350 and two touchdowns in the Super Bowl. It's it's just so impressive. Yeah, he's just he's it, it's selfless play, man. That shows you what happens when you put your ego and pride aside. Great things can happen. There's a lesson to be learned from that, kids. No doubt. Straight up. No one's out. ESPN Radio, SWX by Ted Television, and the ESPN Empty app. The other thing that we love when it comes to like these dynasty building, this legacy building, is rivalries, like on the individual level, right? Tom Brady's nemesis always was Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning is a great example of that Jordan proxy that we're talking about. Like, imagine if Peyton Manning would have come 10 years before or 10 years after when he did. He still got two rings, but he had to play Tom Brady in the AFC playoffs every single year. Oh, totally. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, it's, it's like, I loved what you said going back to Jordan. Like, here we go again. Right. And it's on the rotation, right? So it was Indiana, Detroit, New York, whoever. But it's the exact same thing you're saying. Here's the cool part about the Mahomes journey that's upcoming, though, is there's a variety of guys that are potential rivals to him. Right. He's already gone through all of them a couple couple times. But wait until we have like a 10, 12, 14-year sample size. If Mahomes can continue to run the NFC when he got Lamar Jackson. AFC, AFC. AFC, when he got Lamar Jackson and and Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and Josh Allen Allen on down the line. Tua. Then it accentuates your legacy even more. Or we could have this total joust for supremacy if any of these guys can can get better. So in your mind, not just next year, but in the the next little window of yours, who are the primary contenders in the AFC to knock off the the Chiefs? I don't know because you you have some interesting situations coming up as far as free agency. Yes. and, 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 And guys that will be picked up via trade or draft. And uh, right now, I'm not sure. How does Joe Burrow bounce back? How sure. does Herbert, uh, new coach, different system? Sure. Is that going to, is peanut, does peanut butter meet jelly in that situation? Um, well, you have to imagine that Jim Harbaugh is at least going to be better than Brandon Staley. Was. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, I'm not sure. I would say my visceral reaction right now would have to be Baltimore. Um, just because I don't, I don't think Josh Allen is ready and Stefan Diggs may not be there to bail him out in aspects or vice versa next year. Yeah. So right now I would have to say Baltimore. But then there's teams. I mean, then there's... The like, thing, the here's wing. my biggest question with Baltimore. Lamar Jackson can get you there. He's proved, proven that. Can he beat Mahomes? No. That's the most interesting part is... No. The only guy that's beaten Mahomes at all in a Burrow. Bar is Burrow. That's only it. one. Only, only one. one. That's it. So, yeah, for me, it's got to be Lamar Jackson, and this was the year for him to do it, and he fell short. Yes. But now we're starting to, we're starting to, there's a couple of, like, second-year quarterbacks that could usurp someone. Houston's, Houston's, I mean, Tuesday Stroud's dude, sweet. Son. Son. 
Like that's that's the one that can sneak up and and, and bite you. And all of a no sudden, doubt. no one saw it coming. He's only a second year guy. But you know who else they said that about? Patrick Mahomes. No doubt. So who knows? Who knows? My crystal ball is a little foggy today. Too much coffee, maybe. <laughs> It is a Florco Friday, so we appreciate Florence for keeping us uh, all caffeinated up. It was now ESPN Radio. Here's what we're doing. Take a break, come back, and we'll keep talking NFL as well as talking more Cacarin's Hoops. Lalu OK coming up uh, on the other side. And we got Dirk's Bentley tickets. So how about this? Before we go to break, I need one of you to call us, but we're going to have to keep you on the line, and then we're going to bring you on for a question, you got to ask us a sports question live on the radio, and that'll get you a pair of tickets to Dirk Bentley. So if you want to be a part of it, call us right now, 406-888-1029. Andrew will answer the phone and talk with you, and then uh, you'll wait, you know, about three minutes for the break to be over. We'll bring you back on. You'll ask us a question, and uh, you'll be headed on out to Dirks Bentley this upcoming summer at the Kettle House Amphitheater. So call right now with a sports question, 406-888-1029, and we'll keep talking around the wide world of sports here in the state of Montana. On to is now, right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice. And that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, We handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days. And that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschultilaw.com. He's new on his now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It was now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. More uh, Bob Kakura's Hoops Talk coming up here uh, in just a minute. But first, we go to the Regis Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in uh, a caller, Tim. I said, hey, ask us a sports question. We'll rap about it. But lucky Tim, he wins Dirk Bentley tickets out there at the Kettle House Amphitheater in August. Tim, what's up, man? How's your Friday? Uh, it's better now. <laughs> I bet indeed it is. What do you got for us? Well, my question is, uh, whose record did Caitlin Clark beat? Oh, good one. That's a, a nice trivia question. Kelsey Plum is the answer. the uh, former University of Washington great, who's now uh, starring for the Las Vegas Aces, who uh, won the WNBA championship this last year. So uh, Kelsey Plum is awesome. I, I find this fascinating. Somebody asked me the other day, actually, I think it was my wife. She said, how good is Caitlin Clark going to be in the WNBA? Because the commentators... They, they were trying to do what they always do. Oh, she's a great player. It'll take her a little while to get going. No. Wrong! 
Young. Kayla Clark's straight up going to be one of the best players in the WNBA or whatever league she plays in the very first day that she plays in it, right? Oh, dude, you know there's a, we, you know what we need on the show are buzzer sounds. Like the, 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 the uh, family feud. That's, dude, she's going to be, she's going to hit the floor running. Like, literally. For sure. Are you kidding me? Like, this, I don't know what, next. I've been on a big Caitlin Clark kick. I watched her on Sunday when she had the, the record in her sights. She fell short yeah. of Kelsey Plum's record. But, so so what's she do? She, she falls eight points short on Sunday on national TV. So then last night against Michigan, she goes out and breaks the Iowa single-game scoring record, which, in fact, she does not have. There's been, like, nine games of over 40 points in Iowa history. She's got eight of them, but her high was 46. The school record was 48. She drops 49, and, oh, by the way, she has 13 assists last night as well. That's the part that's crazy, man. This this young lady is one of the most high-usage basketball players in the history of the game. That is not hyperbole in terms of the amount of time she has the ball in her hands and the, the percentage of points that she's accounting for. She's one of the, the highest in the history of the, the, the game of basketball. She's averaging 34 points per game and leads the country in assists. That's why it's so fun to watch her because she is filling it all the way up and she's not ball hogging whatsoever. No, you know, you know, <laughs> this is funny. I spoke to my brother the other day about her and he goes, like, if you could compare her abilities to like, you know, a guy that could score and do all of this. And I said, you know, who could have been Caitlin Clark at his position if mm. he had less ego and more actual want to be better in the game? Carmelo Anthony. Ooh, that's pretty good. Think his ability to score. Yes. Anywhere on the court. Um, his ability to pass when he wanted to was very good because you had to respect him going or shooting. Yeah. But he just didn't have the the, the discipline that uh, that Miss Clark has. But that's who I would compare it to. Like if Carmelo Anthony did the right things, it's Caitlin Clark. Yeah. I mean, the, the, if, if you get the, what I'm saying, I do a little bit. Uh, she uh, Melo can score the half court so well as well. Totally. She's more of like a pick and roll type player. She needs to create for herself and others. Melo's like more like just dump the ball to right. Get out but the just way. the ability to score once engaged. Yeah. It, sure. She reminds me of Carmelo Anthony. Her her on ball stuff is. I mean, it's reminiscent of Steph Curry. That's low hanging fruit. Plus her her, her range. I think old school guys would also say she's reminiscent of Pete Maravich with the ability to create and score from everywhere on the court. The thing is, though, proportionally in terms of like her size advantage in the game, like Steph Curry is a wizard with the basketball. He's also incredibly undersized in pro basketball totally. at 6'3", 175 or on 180 pounds or whatever. Caitlin Clark is 6'2". Yeah. Like, I mean, she, she has like LeBron-type size for playing point guard yeah. uh, in the women's game. So uh, she's just really fun to watch. Legit. I'm glad that she has captivated the country uh, like she has because uh, it's an awesome story. And now she is the all-time leading scorer in the history of Division I women's basketball. She's got some points left to go, but she still has several games left in her senior year this year to catch the pistol. Pistol Pete Maravich is the all-time leading scorer in college basketball history, period. Amazing because he did it without the three-point line, which makes it even more uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. But she's going to catch Pistol Pete as well, and then she'll be the all-time scoring champ, men or women, period, uh, in the history of uh, Division One College Hoops. Time out for our Garden City Spotlight. It's proudly presented by the Missoula Electric Co-op. For 87 years, Missoula Electric Co-op has proudly served power to thousands of loyal members across western Montana and Idaho. A lot of times, the people that score all the points get all the headlines. Well, one young man who's not necessarily a point scorer 
but might actually be the catalyst for the Grizz men's basketball team. It's Lalu Oke. He's one of the most improved players uh, I've seen in my time covering Grizz hoops. He came in here last year as a Division II transfer and uh, a spectacular athlete with very limited skills. Couldn't really catch the ball, couldn't really run the pick and roll, had a hard time staying out of foul trouble. Well, his improvements over the last offseason have been tremendous, and now he's uh, serviceable to borderline dangerous as an offensive player, and he's a devastating defensive player. One of the best rim protectors the Grizz have had uh, during the Travis DeCure era, and he's just the heart and soul. He's the spark of the team. We caught up with Lou earlier this week. Well, it's time now for our Grizz Star of the Week, and we're joined now by a senior for the University of Montana as the Grizz get set to host the Bobcats on Saturday night. Lau Lu Oke goes by Lou. Lou, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. First of all, just tell us about uh, this week. I know you played in a couple of these now, so uh, how you guys feeling coming uh, into this game with the Bobcats coming to town? Uh, we're feeling really good. This is a big game for the community. Uh, we get to play in our front of our home crowd, so this is a big one for us. Last time in Bozeman, you guys had such a great performance. So uh, what uh, what were the keys to it? How do you have any carryover? I mean, what sort of carryover do you have from uh, from last time against the Cats? Uh, it's definitely great to have, have that momentum since we won the first game, to have that under our belt. Um, we uh, just executed our game plan, so we've got to continue to do what our coach tells us to do and focus and lock in on the things that are going to help us win. Particularly, what, what do you think went so well against Montana State last time? You guys were on fire offensively. Yeah, on the offensive end, uh, guys were making shots, um, and it came from a lot of different guys. Um, we, on Moody got fired in the second half, and then we had a big performance from Jackson Knapp um, that really sparked us. When Moody gets going like that, and he's also playing off the crowd, especially when it's on the road like that, how much does that spark you guys? What do you think of that? Man, that's such a great spark because uh, it gives the bench life, and then um, it really shuts down their crowd. So it's really great for us when he's hitting shots like that. Well, okay, joining us here on Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. How about for yourself? What's this been like here in year number two? I mean, you, you made so much progress. You've gotten so much better in a variety of different ways, and you're contributing in such a, a huge way. What's been the key for you, and just how much of it is just being more comfortable being at Montana? Uh, just definitely just being more comfortable. Uh, last year was um – it's like a little a test run, I guess you would say. And then this year, I put a lot of work over the summer with uh, Coach Flo to really work on my game. So then this year, uh, the coaches have had more faith in me, had more confidence in me, which gave myself more confidence. And I'm just able to go out there and play with confidence. You fill it in kind of the Mac Anderson role from a year ago as well. So what did you learn from him? And uh, how much do you uh, try to just sort of encompass at least some of the things that he brought to the team? Yeah, Mac brought so much fire and passion to to the basketball court. Uh, I just wanted to take those things away from him. The, how much he cared and loved being the Grizz uh, meant a lot to me and it showed me how to go out there and play every day like that for the Grizz. When it comes to this on a personal level, what have you thought of just life in Missoula? How's it been just acclimating to life in Montana? Uh, yeah, life in Missoula has been great. You know, it's a small little town, but it's, it's nice. It's cold sometimes, but it's okay. I love the community. I love the people. That's all been great. Well, you were in Colorado before, so you're kind of a little bit used to the mountains and the cold, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what's what been your favorite part about this whole experience? What sort of things have you learned, and uh, what, what will you take away from it? What's been sort of your favorite part about being a Grizz? Uh, my favorite part about being here is just uh, the amazing support from the community. I remember when I first got here uh, last summer, 
uh, people just used to just come up to me and be like, oh, are you Lalu Oki? I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, you're on the, you play for the Grizz. Uh, you're on the basketball team. Oh, we have tickets. We come to every game. And it's me, not me just getting there, not knowing anybody, just walking around in the community and people coming up to me and recognizing me. It was just so special and uh, something I'll definitely take away and cherish. Yeah, no doubt. Lalu Oki here on uh, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Montana hosts Montana State Saturday night. Uh, at Dahlberg Arena, looking for a sweep in the rivalry game. Uh, when it comes to just the matchups, uh, Montana State, uh, they like to spread it around a little bit, but they do have a, a good big guy in Brandon Walker who's who's been a good scorer so far this year. So what do you think of the challenge in the post? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to take that because I feel like he got the best of me last game, so I'm definitely going to take that one a little bit more personal and try to shut him out and take him out of his game for this upcoming game on Saturday. Other keys uh, for Montana if you guys are going to have success on Saturday night? Um, we're going to have to just master physicality. I know they're going to come in trying to be super physical and uh, super aggressive, trying to press up on us. So we just need to be able to be the one to hit first and be the more physical team. There you go, Lalo. Okay, here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, 7 p.m. down there at Dahlberg Arena. It's a doubleheader, though. Uh, Lady Grizz play at 2 p.m. So if you want to catch two basketball games, you can on Missoula, uh, in Missoula on Saturday afternoon. Lou, thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate you being flexible, and the best of luck on Saturday. Yes, sir. Thank you. There you go. Part of our Garden City Spotlight, probably presented by the Montana Educators Credit Union. Membership open to all residents across a variety of uh, Montana counties. MECU is big enough to provide you with the same consumer products as larger institutions, but small enough to know your specific needs. The Montana Educator Credit Union is invested in our community, supporting high school sports around the Garden City and around the state of Montana. Switch to MECU today. One more break, and uh, we'll keep on talking rivalry game hoops. On the other side, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I just had a baby boy about mm-hmm. three and a half weeks ago. Woo! So Raj, I always let Rajim Seabrook pick the songs on Fridays when we're rolling together, and uh, he picked a bunch of... Uh, Father son song, so sweet of you. Thanks, man. I love you, brother. All of uh, all of them were mostly hip hop because we're always talking hip hop on these Fridays. But uh, that's a good one, man. Harry Shapin, Harry Shapin. Excuse yeah, me. I, I sent you two. I sent you four songs. I know. Two hip hop, two non hip hop. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm. I'm not exclusive to no, one genre of music. But that's actually one of my favorites. And um, I actually didn't understand the poignancy of that song until after I had my son. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, man, that's a father and a son or whatever. Yeah, give me the car keys, dad, I'm out, peace, McDonald's, girls, football, bye. But now <laughs> as a son, and I'm, I'm starting to kind of see some of that happen. Yeah. Like my kid needs me less and less because he's, you know, becoming more ingrained into the world around him. It's poignant, man. And, and one day you'll be there just as one yeah, day you were, you were there. I read a crazy stat the other day. You spend 85% of the time you're going to spend with your children in the first 11 years of their life. And that's it. It's wild, right? And my and son your just son's turned 10, 11. He's, he's 11. 11. He's okay, about yeah. To, yeah, bye. Man. Yeah, just like that. Poof. Thank God I got a little one in the rear. Yeah, no doubt. Oh. Yeah, you got, you got a whole more than a handful of years left with Chloe before she gets to the, the, oh, the dude, 11 number. I told my daughter, <laughs> I love this girl. I mean, I love both my kids. But I said so the other day, I was like, Chloe, you can live with me until you're 50. I'm fine with that. <laughs> She's got me wrapped around every finger, fiber, toenail. I love it. Earlobe. That's my little girl. I love it. Well, uh, you missed anything in the show today. We talked all sorts of various subjects. Talked to some NFL, some high school hoops, some uh, college hoops, some college wrestling. 
We uh, also heard from Madison Jackson, now Madison Hall of the Montana State women's basketball team, as well as Laulu Oke of the Grizz men's basketball team. Also had interviews previously this week with Brian Garaki from the Cats and uh, Carmen G. Feller from the Lady Grizz. Uh, we talked some Mahomes legacy, what do the Niners do next, and other contenders in the NFL next season. All of that can be found on the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Schulte Law. Visit jschultilaw.com, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. We'll spend the last, I don't know, eight, nine minutes here talking about the doubleheader in uh, Missoula tomorrow. So on the ladies' side, it's a 2 p.m. tip. These two teams are tied in the standings at 8-4. and four. They're in third place. Uh, behind now, there's a tie atop the standings, 10-2 and two for each Northern Arizona and Eastern Washington after NAU got drilled last night by Sac State and Eastern got it out a win uh, over Idaho State. So um, for, the, for Lady Grizz, Rajim, it's fascinating because they dominated this rivalry so, so long under Robin Selvig. Since Coach Selvig retired, they've only beat the rival Bobcats twice. So they've lost 11 out of 13 on the Lady Grizz side of things. Both these teams are uh, good teams that could be uh, true contenders in the Big Sky Conference. But to me, it feels as if there's so much pressure on the Lady Grizz because they're at home. The long history of the program indicates that they're not used to being in this status. But the short history, it's all this that th- th- these this group has ever really known, and that's sort of the dichotomy, right? So you, it, sometimes history is on your side, sometimes history is not on your side, and sometimes when you're so young and far removed from that, you're too young to know any better. So sometimes it's a who right. cares, right? Like uh, seven years seems like nothing in the about 50-year history of the women's basketball rivalry. But when you're talking about the the percentage of the life of a 20-year-old that's playing in this game, seven years is a lot. Oh, heck yeah, <laughs> that's a long time. But if you take COVID into account, sure. right, there was some eligibility. Some of these you know, athletes, regardless of the sport, have been playing for seven years. Sure. Cliff uh, McDowell. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. Carmen G. Feller is a great example. Six-year senior there uh, for the Lady Grizz. Uh, in the game in Bozeman, Montana was lights out early. They shot 5 of 7 from beyond the arc. They were up 19-5, and then they didn't hit a bucket for about nine minutes. Montana State really exerted their will physically. They turned it into a, a, a street fight. That's what the Cats want. The Cats are all about defense. The Lady Grizz are all about their offense. Two styles are going to collide. To me, though, this is all about the Lady Grizz being able to endure what the Cats uh, bring physically. So um, your thoughts just on the matchup uh, tomorrow afternoon? Unstoppable force meets an immovable object. I will be glued to that screen. Uh, I I, I, I like this matchup, and I'm hoping the Lady Grizz and Mr. Holsinger could come out on top. On the uh, men's side, also intriguing because the Grizz, especially under Travis DeCure, have dominated this rivalry, but... The Cats found a little footing when Danny Sprinkle was their head coach. Unfortunately, he's no longer their head coach. He's at Utah State now. But the Cats, even though they'd lost, uh, I think, 20 out of 24 in this rivalry, they'd won three out of the last four until the Grizz went into Bozeman and got an 87-77 win. Uh, On the Cats side of things, first-year head coach Matt Logie, I think he gets a... I think he was playing with house money in his first rivalry game because he's never played in a rivalry game before. And he's going against a veteran, and Travis DeCure has coached in 10 of these. Cajun. I mean, I guess 10 seasons worth, so 20 of these 
rivalry games. But now I think Logie you have to have expectations that he's going to know what the rivalry is all about. That said, they're in Missoula, so uh, maybe still uphill sledding if you're Montana State. For Montana, though, they got to prove to me, this iteration of the Grizz got to prove to me they can win a game when it's not just about shooting 65%. Like, when they shot 65% like they did against Weber, like they did against Montana State, they've been great. Can you figure out a way to get a nitty-gritty type of win, though? Grind, can, can you grind it out? Can you test your metal and overcome that adversity and not have uh, the pendulum swing in such a polarizing uh, uh, way? Especially when that's what your your head coach's identity is as well, right? Trav wants, Travis DeCure wants it to be a defensive style. Yes. This year, their offense is much improved. That's, that's actually... Absolutely. It's actually uh, uh, an undertold story. We should be pumping that part up more about the Grizz because they were not good offensively the last couple of years. They've been really good to great offensively at points this year. But make no mistake, Coach Secure wants to win with defense first. And more importantly, it doesn't matter about the, the philosophy. When it comes to tournament time, that's how you win the Big Sky Cars. Period. It's all, Period. About, it's all about d up. Yep, grind them down, wear them down, and, and play good collapsing defense that transitions to easy buckets. I, I'm fascinated by the other part. I don't want to end the week on a sour note. I just think it's an interesting thing that's happening. So don't end it on a sour well, note. I'm very interested to see what the turnout's like tomorrow. I hope it's really good. I think there'll be good crowds there, but this used to perennially be like the the, the game that would always sell out. Yes. In the last couple of times, it's been a little bit short of a sellout. So I guess what I'm ending the week on is not, not anything sour, but a call to action. You need something to do tomorrow. <laughs> Go watch some of these games. I, spe- I mean, I know I don't have to stand on the table and preach to the choir very much anymore about how good college women's basketball has become. I think people, especially around Montana, certainly get that. Mm-hmm. But... The girls' game is going to be really, really good tomorrow. I think both the games are going to be really, really good. But I just, I really hope there's a good turnout. Yeah, me too. Um, support it. Support support our teams. Especially this is in-state rivalry. That's right. Get rid of that blue and gold. Any other thoughts just on the the men's game, the matchup in general? Um, I'm interested to see the in-game adjustments. Yeah. Like how do we how do we how do we adjust to 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 something, especially when we're kind of having some. I don't want to say identity crisis, but do we want to play good defense or we want to play good offense? Like being able to find balance. That's what I want to find in this game, especially against, you know, such a loved opponent. Uh, I just I just really I, I want to see them strike more of a balance and even flow. Um, there's a knotted Pearl Jam right there. Who's coming to Missoula? Ooh. Little even flow. I was thinking Let's go. about this. We're going to have to like pool our money as a community together and get some coffee cards for all the uh, the fine people that work in facilities at the University of Montana because they're going to have to put on Pearl Jam, Tyler Childers, and Pink in the same week. <laughs> That's like three of, I don't know. I mean, those are three headlining type of shows. Pearl Jam is always going to be a huge draw in Missoula, but I mean those are three of the bigger shows that the that, or that the uh, Washington Grizzly Stadium has seen in the last ten plus years, all in the same week. Yeah, and if you look at who's opening for those acts, th- they would sometimes they've sold out stadiums on their own. Like Cheryl Crow, are you kidding me? Like right. that's that's a, that's a great one two combination for sure. I mean, I want to see Pink, except I can't afford it. Son. I know, right? If like, I can give blood at the gate, I'm all about it. Like, take here's a pound of flesh and a bucket of blood. I've, I've heard that Pink is epic live. Dude, I mean, legit. They, talk, they talk about the trapeze show. I yeah, mean, it's she's an like event. a trapeze artist, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of one of many of her. Talents. Uh, really successful catalog. I mean, obviously the Moulin Rouge soundtrack that she did. I mean, that was like one of the breakthroughs that's oh, made yeah. her into the superstar that she is. So, uh, yeah, it should be a fun um, August full of concerts. We gave you Dirk's Bentley tickets earlier. That's also in August. So, uh, 
Don't anybody ever let let them tell you that there's nothing to do in Missoula. That's a blatant lie. Uh, last final thoughts here on the uh, the rivalry stuff tomorrow. I think this it's always enormous games when you're talking about rivalry games, but I think that for uh, the Montana women and then both teams in the men's game, this is this is of huge impact. I think that Montana State's women. They've already exceeded expectations, and I think if they were to to win in Missoula, certainly a huge boost when it comes to momentum. But they can lose, and it's not going to crater them because I think they've proven to be mentally tough. Mm. You know, Lady Grizz, Lady Grizz have beat up on all the bad teams in the league. They're still looking for that signature win against a good team in the league. So can you do it on your home court when you have a almost exclusively partisan support getting your back? I think that a win could be huge for the Lady Grizz. A loss could be detrimental to their mindset. That same narrative is true for the, the teams on both sides of the guys' game because the Grizz have been up and down. They've never figured out a way to be uh, on a roll and also never been imploding either. It's just been win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. For the Cats, they started great. They're on a three-game losing streak down the stretch here, so they got to stop the bleeding. So should be fun. We'll be back at it uh, on Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Rajim, you're the man. Good to see you, man. Good to see you, brother. We will be back Monday with the Montana Basketball Hour. We also don't have the Monday afternoon quarterback for the first time in about six months, so we'll figure out a way to fill up uh, hour number two. Enjoy the long weekend, <laughs> folks. It's a holiday weekend. Enjoy it. Indeed. Uh, happy President's Day, everybody, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.